This is Sam Calagione, founder and CEO of Dogfish Head Brewery, and you are listening to At The Bar Podcast. Cheers. And we are live. What? Oh, man. What? A month December has been holy and year. Cow. Oh, year. year December has been what a month. <laughs> yeah, the year of December, what a month. <laughs> God, God. Yeah. It is, it's been crazy, dude. Oh my goodness, exhausting. Yeah, we had we had to squeeze <laughs> this episode out real fast before 2018 ended, so we can recap 2018 while we're still in 2018. <laughs> yes, yeah. So 2018, yep. uh, intro. What the fuck? I'm, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm Mike. Uh, 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 intro. Hi, uh, Jeff. I'm Mike. That's Jeff. Uh, at the Bar Podcast, you listen to episode number uh, 60 something. 62. Oh my goodness. We're getting there. Wow. Slow we call, are. Boy. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of, you know, no beer news, nothing like that. Just us kind of ch- chatting about, you know, what. Chatting this- it up. 365 days have been, man. It's been, it's been a fucking crazy ride. I feel like 2018 in terms of not necessarily the amount of content, but the content we've, the content that we've done has been our busiest year yet. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And just not just busiest, but most, uh, like, I don't know, best content, badass. (laughs) Yeah. Badassness. It has a badassness factor to it. Yeah. I mean, it's been, we've, we've actually put out the least amount of episodes technically in 2018, but I feel like it's our best, our best stuff. Our best, For sure. Less yeah. is more kind of deal. Um, and I'm okay with that too. Well, good um, opportunities came our way and, and not by accident, but they made it to us. So <laughs> we don't did it. I mean, going back to, you know, uh, let's, I guess we could do uh, as a show, right? Um, actually, you want to talk about what you're drinking first? Cause. Because it was part of our 2018, one of our fantastic brewery episodes that we did. Oh, yeah. So maybe let me do a little research on this first. What are you drinking? Let me look up okay. what I've got going on. Because I, I got to make sure that I'm not lying when I say what I'm saying. Yeah. I am slamming a sequench okay. off camera. But I'm drinking a Dr. Sequench. Uh, it's it's a, a, one of my favorite beers of mine. Uh, it's always on the ready for me. It's everywhere. Uh, it's super, I mean, we've talked about it a thousand times. It's super light, uh, low alcohol, but a ton of flavor, easy drinking. And, uh, dogfish is my favorite brewery, uh, of all time. Uh, more so than the Florida birds that we frequent a lot. Dogfish is number one for me. So I always and, like to, and yeah, you got the hat on too. Nice, nice. Wearing the dogfish head hat as we speak. Um, you know, dogfish just means a lot to me. And, you know, with, with everything we've done in 2018, which we're soon going to cover, uh, a little bit more personal, a little bit more uh, intimate, but um, you know, it's it's a, a favorite beer of mine from my favorite brewery. So it is fantastic beer, uh, and really kind of a great uh, segue into the 2018 recap since that was one of our biggest opportunities of the year and best episodes that I think we've ever done as far as content yeah. goes. Shortest, but it's just a super <laughs> cool episode. Yeah, that one, I mean, it's we're to, we're going to the obviously if you haven't don't know yet, uh, we interviewed Sam Kaljoni, uh founder and president of Dogfish Shed uh, all the way back in April, which is easy for me to remember because there's right before my birthday, uh, April 2nd, 
Happy birthday to uh, you. <laughs> so that was a good early uh, birthday gift for me. Uh, that was probably the second biggest thing we did in 2018. That was, uh, which is amazing. That that's the, the second, yeah, it's the, the second biggest. But that was, God, that was like that's I had to drive up. Then. I had to drive up for that interview and then drive home that same day because I couldn't fit it in other than work. I had to take off work. I got one day off, and I said, "I'm going. I'm doing. It, I'm making it happen." Yeah. And just what a what an opportunity that I could just not pass up. Couldn't yeah. just had to make it happen, and and it was just incredible. So yes, yeah, that was awesome. Jeff drove three hours for a 22 minute interview and drove another three hours back. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it was well worth it. Yeah. Well, you're, you're in Orlando for an hour and you're like, Oh shit, I gotta go. I like, gotta go. Oh, oh, I gotta go. Yeah. It was God, I, a dream come true. Uh, to this day, you know, eight months later, man, it's, it was, I still can't believe we did it. Every time I go on our Facebook page and I see that pin interview, I always like get warm and fuzzy inside and it's, Man, we have, we have, we have, you know, we have to thank Sam and Dogfish and his wife, Mariah, but there's one person in particular we really got to thank. And that's our, our good our buddy, Derek. All the way up in Ohio now. Ohio. So, uh, yeah, man, thank you again, Derek. I know I've said it a million times, man, but what, what an opportunity that was. And, and to sit with him in a swan boat and interview such, such an idol, uh, to, to me in my craft beer, uh, journey. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yep. So, uh, moving on. So, like, I have I I've researched this. Okay, research sorry. Right. I have researched this. I should have done it, of course, before the show, but you know us. So, as I had thought, this is actually so. It's the Duke Snyder's Imperial Stout from Walking Tree, which, if you remember that episode that we did this year as well, uh, where we went down and sat uh, in the private room over at Walking Tree and sampled a ton of just awesome beers. Um, this was one that we were not even really supposed to have. And they opened up a bottle for us and it was just, it kind of blew us both away. I think um, yeah. an incredible, incredible Imperial stout, uh, which I had to immediately go grab a bottle of out of the cooler and make sure that I purchased decided that if we're recapping highlights of 2018, it had to be something I drank on the show and it is every bit as good as I remember it being. So this is the Duke Snyder Imperial stout, which why I had to research it because I believed in my heart that I remembered them saying that this was a GABF uh, medal winner. And it is, in fact, 2017 bronze medal winner for Imperial Stouts, which, if you guys didn't know, is probably the second or third most competitive category at GABF. Um, yeah. and, and it won a bronze medal for that. And there's probably a couple hundred entrants for that category, if I had to guess. Yeah, um, so Imperial Stout's a big category for sure. Yeah, so they uh, to win a medal in that category is pretty is pretty insane. So uh, and it, it deserves it. This is um, you know the people, the especially in Florida. I know we have a ton of listeners in Florida, the Hunapoo lovers of the world, the you know the big big uh, Imperial Stout drinkers, um, the people who love uh, Mariana Trench, or the people who love all those big stouts from Funky Buddha. This beer is every bit as good as all those and better, and that's why it shined at gabf and won in one that gold or one that bronze medal so yeah it's very very good beer yeah i definitely want to touch on that before we move on to the uh the next event here that beer is probably one of the best outs i've ever had i agree if, and if we're doing just base stouts, like no vanilla added no strawberry just a plain base stout just stout and bourbon that's probably the best i've ever had 
it is overwhelmingly bourbon. Like this tastes like actually very similar. Um, it's very similar to this year, maybe even more so last year of bourbon County stout um, from goose Island, which you obviously, everybody knows how many people go crazy about that stout, yep. um, which I actually thought this year's was pretty good, but we'll go, we'll go back to that at a different time. <laughs> um, but this beer is better. It's better than the Bourbon County Stout from uh-huh. Goose Island, um, but very similar in flavor profile. A little hint of vanilla, a lot of bourbon barrel, a lot of oak, and a lot of just big syrupy stout. Sweet, but not flavored. There's not extra flavors in here. You're going to get notes of vanilla. You're going to get notes of different sweet flavors, but that's all just natural from the aging process right, right. And, the, and the ingredients put in there. Um, and it's just a, a phenomenal drinking stout. You're not going to cruise through a bomber, believe me. Um, you're going to sip on this bomber for a long time, but it is, you're cruising through it. It's one of those, well, yeah, I mean, I, this is like all I drink, (laughs) all I drink are Imperial stouts. It's like you order me, I'll order two stouts at the same time and I'll get like a light one and a, and a big heavy one. And I let the heavy one warm up while I crush the light one. So yeah, Yeah, this is, but this is, you know, still even, I, I mean, I'm, I'm halfway through a bomber right now and I haven't even. I, I don't even know how much I can finish here. So it is a heavy beer. Um, I'm trying to look at ABV here. 10% alcohol by volume. It feels and tastes and, and just body of like a 12 or 13% beer. Absolutely. Um, oh, yeah. And it has that huge, huge, huge uh, bourbon flavor to it. And it's just it's just a very well-rounded, good, solid Imperial style. Yeah. And we actually drank that on our Walkatree uh, Brewery Spotlight episode. Yes, we did. We, uh, yep. we record. So you guys can go back, tune into that, and watch our minds get blown on microphone. Yeah. So Live. I think I giggled. Hear, hear our minds get blown. Hear our minds get blown. <laughs> Still, Here? such a yeah. that I mean that one that whole episode was like we were just so surprised by everything because we didn't yeah. know what to expect. I right. only had you know I had limited experience with Walking Tree. You had been to that brewery before, I believe, right? Um, while a while ago. So yeah, so you at least knew what you were walking into. I had no idea even what the brewery looked like. Anything. All I knew was a handful of their beers that I thought were all pretty good. Um, and we went out there. We set up this interview. We went out there, and I was just blown away. I was like, this is a cool brewery. Uh, a very cool yeah. venue space and then that little private room was badass with all the weird shit it's just like the room of weird shit that they you got yeah, given knickknack room or whatever it was yeah. yeah i don't even remember what they called it but it was basically like a, a goodwill threw up in their little private room and it was just like all this stuff they were given like cool cool like no i'm not making right. i make it cool sound terrible yeah. cool yeah. knickknacks and like yeah. It's like cool knickknacks and little fucking things that you would just collect over the course of a lifetime of, of beer and, and drinking and, and, you know, pop cultural icon stuff. And, and they just happened to find like a collection of very cool things and made this room unique and different. And that's their little meeting room. And we, I mean, I thought it was awesome. And then we had like, I don't know, 15 beers. <laughs> something like that we weren't counting <laughs> i mean it was yeah. a flight they were small beers we only had like nine real beers don't send us emails come on now i mean going with the brewery spotlights man so like walk tree was one of my, i mean i like all of them respectively for all different reasons but do we i feel like we did a lot this year right we, we did. did yeah we did them uh the same trip we did them we did west palm Mm-hmm. Uh, Brewing Wine Vault, we met Joel and, and talked about, you know, kind of his journey into the corporate life to, to being a, a head brewer and, and how he in, uh, imitated Rick Scott on Twitter. Um, good friend. He still listens to the show. Uh, they just celebrated one year. 
Uh, yes, so they did. I saw that a couple weeks West back. Yeah. yeah. Happy birthday to them. Uh, we did another interview that week, that trip. We, well, we did so, Barrel of Monks again, but not an interview. We not, were a, just, not an interview. Just got to enjoy some more fun times with them. Oh, man. What, I could have swore we did a third. I know we did the the Mike Brings the Goodies episode where you got to have a lot of angry chair and uh, i don't i don't even remember the end of that episode uh, you guys will have to let me know how that went <laughs> yeah you had angry chair and then you had some garagey speed some other stuff uh i had brought down um and then we did accomplice this year mm-hmm. on west palm did accomplice we also did barrel amongst like you just mentioned a, a more of a a formal uh interview yes we, we did yeah very um, formal and then Matt and or as formal as we get, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we did them. Uh, I'm dude, like it's been crazy brewery spotlights that we we've done. Um, and it's been it's been really cool, man. And I love doing them. And uh, I, I, I feel sure, like we've yeah. developed a lot of good friendships and relationships with these people. To uh, you know, they can help us promote us, and and we can help promote them, and give each other a platform to help spread the business. Yeah, it's been a very mutually beneficial experience, and and you know that's why we do it. It's not like we're going down there for any other reason other than just the love of what we do and the beer that you know we want to put out there on the market for them and and let them know that we support what they're doing. And and you know we've been very open and honest with you guys about the fact that if we have a brewery that we don't support or that we don't think is doing the right thing, then they're not going to be on the show. So right. if you hear a brewery's name that we're that's coming out of our mouth you know that at least at the very minimum that we are backing their product and that we want you guys to go there unless, unless it's literally us telling you not to go there, which has happened not much, but a couple of times. Um, but if you, if you hear us backing them in any way, you can know that genuinely, like just so you guys are aware, like there's not any money changing hands or any bribery going on. Like we are just doing this for the fact that we really love their product or love their beer. And, and we want you guys to go out there and try it. I mean, that's, that's as simple as it is, um, this year. I mean, if I had to put for me, at least if I had to put like a tag on it, this to me was, was the year of barrel of monks for us. Um, uh, I think that we just really just, uh, we just really vibed with, with them and and their product and, and just what they put out and their just dedication to quality and their dedication to their craft. And, um, that's not to say anybody else that we went to is, is understated. It's just, that was the one that. Um, to me, just, they really, they really went above and beyond for us. And we, I, I think their product speaks for itself as well. And I just really want to do everything we can for them to make sure Absolutely. that everybody knows that they, that they're down there and that they're doing a great job in Boca. When we went down to uh walk tree that same weekend, we got invited down again during, uh, off hours when they're closed and just to hung out with them and, and talk business and try different things and just, you know, nerd out in private, I guess. Right. And and, and that's one of those things that like, it's worth noting, like that was, that was not for them. And that was only for us. Like they weren't doing that in any way for us. We we weren't, we, there was no expectation of a show. There was no expectation of us telling anybody that we even went down there. They literally just, they just went down, they just invited us over on a day. They weren't even open and just were like, Hey, come hang out with us. And, 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 you know, let's just, you know, we'll take you around the brewery. We'll show you what we're doing now. We'll show you some cool stuff. And, and it was just a very chill and awesome experience. And, um, you know, that's the kind of stuff that like, even though they're getting bigger and bigger and by the day, their stuff is more available. We're seeing it in stores and all this stuff. It's like, they haven't lost sight of why they do it and what they got into it for. 
Um, and they really do just have a very community, you know, mindset around them. And, and that's why I, I, you know, I vibe with them. I think that their product for two people who just genuinely like prior to interacting with Barrel of Monks, neither of us were big Belgian drinkers, oh. you know, and, and now I could genuinely say like, I have a revamped, a revamped palette for Belgian beers. And it's not because they're doing a like a American hybrid Belgian style or whatever. I just think they've just been doing it well enough that like it's available now to me. Like there's not, I'm never going to go buy a, uh, you know, a St. Bernardist or like, you know, I'm not going to go buy Trappist beers. The price tag's too high for what I feel like I'm getting back. And yeah. I don't go to the liquor store and buy those. But if I see barrel of monks and it's available to me now and it is as well executed. And I genuinely mean that, like in my opinion, their Belgian styles are just as good as a Belgian beer. Like you're drinking yeah. a Belgian style beer that's brewed in the traditional Belgian style. And now it's available and it's at a price tag I can understand. And it's a local business I can support. And it's guys and people that I've met that I like, and that I know are good people. I'll support them all day. And because of that, I've now had a revamped belief in Belgian styles. Yeah, I think that's something that we, you know, talk about doing this show that we both kind of immediately agreed upon was not only barrel of money impact on us uh, personally and professionally, but the way they twisted our mindsets of like you just said, like where you were both not Belgian drinkers at all. And not too long ago, you're on an episode and you're like, like, I think you even on air, you're like, dude, I was drinking this wizard red beer. I think it's some brewery in Boca. Like, this shit's fucking good, dude. Oh, it was the year of the wizard, for sure. The year of the wizard. <laughs> and the then wizard over, took over, man. Over and over, both on mic and off mic, you were like, dude, this wizard, this wizard, check out this. <laughs> like, I'm on a boat drinking a wizard. It was, Jeff was pounding wizard went into me so hard that he's like, dude, we need to fucking go down and have some wizard. You th- you th- the funny thing is, you guys think I might have put it too much out there for you guys. Mike heard it even when off air. <laughs> Like Mike, yeah, or, like if you followed me on Instagram, like Mike's getting Instagrams like tags. Like I'm yeah. out on the boat drinking Wizard. I'm at the beach drinking Wizard. I'm in my fucking living room drinking Wizard every day. I was drinking Wizard. And I was like tagging Mike in it or yeah. sending it to him. <laughs> He's like, dude, I get it. You like the Wizard wit, and I don't like. You would never. It put, Blue Moon puts out like you know. Blue Moon puts out a wit beer all day long. You never see me t- drinking Blue Moon. I don't drink wit beers. I'm not drinking wheats until somebody executed it in a traditional style the way it's supposed to be drank and the way it's supposed to come out and all of a sudden i'm like dude this beer's amazing it's really just a very traditional belgian wit beer yeah but it's like but it's so good and you're like wait this is what they're supposed to taste like where the hell where did where where did eight gallons of orange juice come from why is blue moon and shock top doing it this way like you don't we a lot of consumers probably have not had a real traditional Belgian wit. No, probably not. And to have it, it's it is a different beer. It's different than what you think when you think of white of of white wheats or wheat beers in general. It's so different. And really, I mean, it, I mean, Mike, am I wrong? Like, is the Wizard no. not a fantastic beer? It's, it's so great. good. Yeah, in all forms: <laughs> wheat, wine, raspberry, lemonade. Yeah, what do we do with it? That they've had like nine different treatments and styles of the wit of the wizard, and they're all fantastic. Yeah, like nine wizards, <laughs> you're like I'm gonna have them all. Call me the fucking. I literally, <laughs> I I swear, and this didn't happen. I so wish it did. I was gonna go down to that to their anniversary dressed as a wizard. Oh yeah, 
<laughs> we had it all planned out. I was like, going to order a wizard outfit, and I was going to go and do the entire live stream dressed as a wizard, and I don't know why I didn't do it. Good thing you did, because it was hot as fuck that day. It was so hot, and they were all dressed like so monks. Hot. So could you yeah. imagine like a wizard, a, a wizard interviewing a monk, and you're sitting uh-huh. there in a Yankees hat? <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, I'm wearing a dogfish head hat, as we already discussed, but I do have my Yankees shirt on, so we're we're still covered. We're still covered. We still got the, the Yankees. Uh, yeah, dude, I mean, yeah. I mean, even with my job now, with, with what I do, uh, you know, treating beers, so I, at my job, I spend a lot of time behind the bar, but I also spend just as much time in the brewery treating beers or cake treating beers, and, and the creativity that Barrel Monks have had with their beers have really influenced me of, I never thought about having a hazelnut double, Mm-mm. Belgian double, a hazelnut and double. What? Shit's delicious. Raspberry lemonade and a wizard wit. Delicious. So that's really inspired me and kept my creative juices flowing to, you know, try different, try different, you know, go against the grain. Uh, yeah. Be weird. You know, in that and, respect, and, I, I feel like there's an opportunity for those breweries that do things traditionally well to apply that to an American palate where people are expecting culinary and treated beers. Like, for instance, we've talked about them a million times. Unfortunately, we still have not had the opportunity to do a show with them. Actually, you did a show with them, I believe, for Beer Chasers, but I have not done a show with them. Rap. Uh, um, yes. Yep. So, uh, rap. You were there, dude. I was literally there drinking a, <laughs> drinking a 12 beer flight while they did a show for beer chasers. No, and I wasn't there. You were there. And they, no, you well, were there. I, no, I was there. I just was, I didn't do the show, oh, but yeah, I right, 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 easily right. could have joined the show. I just thought it would be way more enjoyable to drink 12 beers while they did the show. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. But, but I did a 12 beer flight off, off camera while they did a show. And they, I mean, we've talked about them a million times too. Traditional, traditional traditional german style beers that they just murder i mean they they kill it 100 percent. so so very similar to barrel monks they're you know barrel monks is killing the belgian style beers in a traditional sense they're putting out great beers and then what barrel monks has done that a lot it's very unique is that they've taken the traditional style for base beers and then they've turned them into american style hybrids kind of with treatments mm-hmm. um which is i think a huge opportunity for the people who are doing things very traditionally um is to take that, those styles. For instance, there's another brewery that comes to mind that I actually do really like some of their stuff uh, is Motorworks over in Bradenton, I believe. Yep. And Motorworks does like Kolsch styles and German style beers as well. And they've tried to do treatments on Kolsch's. And I've talked about Kolsch's being something that they are a bit of an opportunity uh, category for beer. Um, but that's like they took a traditional Kolsch and they've tried to do different treatments on it. I haven't particularly cared for many of them, but they're but it's cool to me that their Kolsch itself is a great beer. And then they've tried to push the envelope and do something different with it. That opportunity is there for these traditional breweries. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, they just have to jump on the treatment wagon. And most people who are traditionalists don't want to do that. They just are like, Nope, I just want to keep my Pilsner, my Pilsner, my IPA, my IPA and not add grapefruit, not add this, not add that. And you know, that's their choice, but you know, the market says otherwise, but you know, regardless, you know, the beer is right. so good. Well, that's what I guess I'm saying is that like the high, like Barrel Amongst gets the benefit of saying that we do things traditionally, but not only that, but not just saying it, but actually doing things traditionally, they actually have the traditional beers and then they get to have the fun too of the treatments and the different stuff. So like for me, if I am somebody who's just like 
hardcore traditionalist, at least appeal to your audience as well and try some of the American stuff. Because as we know in America, like the bigger is better and more is better. And the, what, you know, the biggest and best is what we want. We want more and more and more all the time, which is not a bad thing. I'm not trying to put down America. Believe me. I love America. I'm here. (laughs) I'm here for a reason. Um, But you know, I, I'm a dessert stout guy. Put every, put every fucking sweet thing you can into a stout. I'm probably going to drink it, you know? Um, that's not to say I don't love a good traditional stout. So there's a lot of people out there that like traditional that also like culinary or like treated or like, you know, big right. and, and flavorful. Um, so I, I think it's cool what they do down there in Boca. They're putting in this, they have the traditional, they're doing it extremely well. And people who want traditional, they've got plenty of options. But if you also want that, you know, lemonade wizard, you've got it. Right. Right. And that, and that, and that's cool, man. I, I really, I really like that about them. And we you know we've said that a, a bunch of times, but yeah, man. Um, last thing I, I kind of want to cover as a show, probably the second interviewing Sam was the biggest, I think for both of us, both personally and professionally for the show wise, I think that was the best thing that, that happened to us for us. Uh, the, I can't talk. Goddamn Bud Light earlier. Second, second best thing that the happened to the show. Second best thing that happened to the show ever, and just so happened this year, was the fact that we are now. I, can we call ourselves global? Oh, we're global. We're global. For sure. You're talking about the other side of the world and a different country? Yes, global is a, is a very good term to use. We got, we were not, we uh, got number three in this Australian media outlet's top 10 list of top five things every bartender should listen to and we were number three what in case you were wondering we're sandwiched i believe right i think there was two shows by the same person or no there's two shows maybe not we're not sandwiched between them by uh one of the most famous restaurateurs who owns some of the best cocktail bars in the world right yeah california new york yeah castro yeah and a couple of his shows, and we're in the mix with with that. So I don't know how. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we love all you guys. That that I'm not gonna let it go to my head. I did start calling myself King Shilling, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. gonna let it go to my head. I honestly, it's floored that you guys have made that opportunity possible for us. And I don't know how or why or who in Australia decided to click on at the bar podcast a florida-based craft beer podcast and and listen to us and i'm so happy you found something you enjoyed but amazing i'm so glad that australia likes us uh please buy us tickets so we can go out and meet you guys yeah (laughs) yeah let's go on let's go crazy for us let's go interview some australian breweries guys make this happen Uh, australia please do this for us yeah yeah please we'll 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 take a week out we got forked no big deal but yeah, that was crazy. Like I remember, like laying in bed, about to go to sleep, and my phone goes off. I was like, "Who the fuck?" Yeah, and it's like six a.m. for them. They're like, "Hey, yeah, dude, what's up?" Yeah, <laughs> and it's like so and so tagged you in this Instagram post. I was like, "What?" So I pull it up. I was like, "Whoa, dude! <laughs> what the hell is happening?" And it was just a a, a sandstorm of just holy shit, what's happening? Who are these people? Uh, I think it's meet the meet the social or something like that. I was like, oh my God, what's going on? I'm reading, reading, and they like they messaged us on, on Facebook about this stuff. And I was like, oh my God, like what's happening? Like, oh this is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, we've had a few of those instances where we're like where we've been like, holy shit. 
What? So who contacted us? <laughs> like what? We're, who? They want to do what? Us? This little and we show? St- and we still have some stuff in the tubes that we're talking about for maybe 2019 recap. We'll oh, go dude. over that. But oh yeah, we've got some stuff too where we're still kind of like, wait, that really is an opportunity for us. That's something that's going to happen. Okay. You want us to do what? <laughs> that's I'm so blown away and honored. <laughs> yeah. This little show, two guys over YouTube Hangouts, <laughs> two hours away from each other, and, and yeah. it, it connects with people. Man, that's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah, it really so, is. It's awesome. Um, I actually still have those pictures saved on my phone from when I screenshot them to send them to you. I got to. It's what that and Sam. I I just can't believe reality. You know. What was awesome about that Sam interview, like not to backtrack on this and, and just completely, you know, derail the entire episode, but like, how cool was it that like, I felt like he was making us feel like he was the one who was honored to be on our show. <laughs> yeah, 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 I got that too. And I was like, dude, you know who you are, right? <laughs> like, you know, like, you know, before I even knew much about Dogfish Head, I knew your name. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like he's, he's almost as famous as his own brewery. Yeah, and there's not the, what other you could name the next famous brewery that you think of any of them, and like you know the owner, you know the CEO, like like you everyone knows who he is. Yeah, he's definitely on the uh, the Mount Rushmore of craft, American craft beer for sure. Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely up there. It's like, yeah, it's like him and, uh, him and like uh, what's his name? And he, Jim, he sat Jim with us in a swamp boat. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and we're like, where do you want to do the interview? It's like, I don't know. The swan boat looks cool. Let's just sit in the swan boat. We're like, oh, deal. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the bet. That's the most dogfish thing you've ever said. Yeah. Like do an interview with fucking two dudes in a swan boat. Sure. Yeah. And like, and it was cool as his wife was there. She was, oh, oh look, uh, Sam is in getting interviewed by at the bar podcast in a swan boat. Like they totally went with it too. Like it was so, it was so cool. Oh God. I wish you could have stayed more. We, we, he hung out with us all night. <laughs> so moving on to maybe more of a uh, a personal thing for us in 2018. Jeff, you still there? Oh, I'm here, man. Okay. You, oh, did I like, look frozen? Yeah, you looked frozen. <laughs> I was I was reading on my phone. Okay. Just trying to move, you know, fluidly into the next topic that we totally rehearsed and researched. <laughs> no, we didn't. Um. So going to more per- personal, man, 2018 is, is definitely a big year, was a big year for me um, in terms of, of growing my palate and and making more of an effort to try other places and try other beers and, and, and try weird, man, stuff. And, and you know, spending time, more time with, with you, Jeff, down south and, and tackling these breweries, you know, do South, Saltwater. The list could go on banging banjo, man, uh, and talking to all them and establishing a relationship. And then I spent a lot of time in Tampa this year um, to where, like, I fell in love with with what Tampa has going on, man. Like, shit. It's just, uh, Tampa St. Pete is just amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, rap, Angry Chair, Arcane. Like, there's so many good breweries that really kind of made me feel inspired and, and kept me going and gave me motivation to, you know, on a Sunday night, which we typically record, like, Nine o'clock, man, you know, to, to have to set up all this equipment and, and work, quote unquote, you know, and sometimes, you know, it's hard to find that motivation, but going to all these places and then having a good experience and even having a good episode, like when we stop recording and we talk and we all go our separate ways into the, you know, 
our lives or whatever, like waking up Monday morning being like, fuck, that was a good episode. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. Gives me so much drive and, and motivation to go to the next week. We're going to fucking kick ass again. And, and, and that to me was probably the biggest takeaway for me personally in 20 teams, just like reinvigorating my passion and having that one beer that's like, shit, this is so good. Or having this combination of this beer treatment, or it's like, ah, oh, damn, this is good beer. This is, this is nice. This is enjoyable. And, and I want to have more of this. Um, and then just secondly, going into me, secondly, um, angry chair has changed my life in terms of how I view dark beers, both stouts and porters. If that shit ain't thick and fucking chewy, I'm dumping it. Angry <laughs> chair has ruined my palate for the best of uh, Jeff. You've had, you, you've had a little bit of angry chair. So you've I, had, I've had a lot of angry chair. I actually just had their multi-layered on tap at, oh, uh, over and barley what a beer that is my god like, i mean what if, a, if that's like three beers in one glass but it's damn is it good it is it do it's it's there's so much sugar in that shit i don't care give me the diabetes give it to me <laughs> no, it's Those, like, yeah oh. why am i getting fat well every beer i drink's 900 calories <laughs> yeah, and i'm having seven of them because it's so good but angry chair has ruined dark beer for the best if it's not angry chair mouthfeel i want fucking nothing to do with it yeah, and, and just to piss off our listeners even more, but you can do a little Googling, and I'm sure you can find this. I don't know the source of this. However, I was informed very recently by multiple different sources that Angry Chair actually just won an award for Best Brewery in the state of Florida. It was on um, Thrillist. Thrillist. There it Thrillist. is. See, yep. Mike knows. That's why, we have, that's why there's two of us. <laughs> you know um, it. So Thrillist put Angry Chair as the best brewery in Florida. And me and Cassie sat, and we talked about it, and we said, that makes sense. That's probably right. You know, <laughs> yeah, like we yeah. actually like, I mean, like at first I was kind of like, really? Wow. That's this small brewery. And uh, that's amazing. You know? And then I'm like, you know, I, I still, I'm still going to edge rap a little bit just cause I love rap that much. And I really genuinely believe that they put out the best beers in the state, but angry chair has done just some very incredible things. I mean, for what they've been doing for such a short time, uh, they're they're probably you know to to take on big dogs like cigar city and funky buddha and cycle and uh oh god who knows who else you know mia wakefield i mean wakefield i mean just these big these big titans of like everybody's been talking about them for years and years and years and you just got like cycle just i mean uh, i'm sorry not cycle you've got angry chair that comes on the scene just a few years ago and and just has been doing some incredible stuff um, in a tiny little brewery in a part of town that everybody's like, am I in the right place? Is this where the brewery is? And, and then parking sucks. <laughs> well, and you know, it's like, I hear articles all the time. I'm reading articles. They're like, you know, local neighbors pissed off about angry chair beer releases because the lines are six blocks long. It's true. I'm I've like, been in them. I'm like, yeah, that sounds right. Cause I've been yeah. over to that part of town. And if I was a neighboring business, I'd be pissed too, because they're all right on top of each other. And there's probably lines that go right across at least three or four of those blocks blocking businesses. And, and it's rightfully deserved because it's their beers are that good. Yeah. So when I saw that they won for best beer in, or best brewery in Florida, it took me, it took me 24 hours to really get on board, but I was like, you know what? They earned it. Like, that's yeah. right. That is right. Um, they, they're right there. I mean, I love funky Buddha. I love Jay Wakefield's big stouts. I, you know, I, we know I'm not a huge cigar city fan, but I love their stuff too. Uh, 
But yeah, angry chairs should be in the discussion, definitely. And, and yeah. I'm not not surprised that they were rated number one. Yeah, I'm not. I, I don't know. I don't know if I even said on the show. I think I said to you, uh, you know, off off mic. But angry chair is my favorite brewery in Florida. It's been my favorite brewery in Florida really ever since January third of 2018. Since what? that what that chocolate one that you brought down here? Yeah. Yeah. The one I got in the beginning of the year that I was saving and saving and saving. I brought that. Changer. Yeah, dude. Oh, God. <laughs> I you can't. There's a lot of great breweries, man. And Raph just, oh, God. It's Raph's probably third. I'll tell me. you. I had a yeah, uh, third, probably third angry chair. Fourth. Angry chair did what I wouldn't have expected from them, which is I went to that brewery once and I had already known big stouts or big, big stouts or what they do. You know, I had tried their German chocolate cupcake stout. That's the only beer I'd had at the time, but I knew everybody was like, man, big stouts, they crush them. I said, okay, I'll I'll go and try it. Well, they had mostly stouts on tap, but they also had a couple sours. They had a raspberry Berliner. They had some different stuff that you wouldn't expect from a stout type brewery. Um, And so, you know, I got a stout, of course, because that's what I drank, but you know, other people at the table. This was actually leaving uh, after we had drank all day at Gasparilla. <laughs> <laughs> and we were leaving town and heading out of Tampa, and we ended up swinging by a couple breweries on the way out. So we went by there, and, um, I, you know, I got a big stout. Somebody else got a sour. Somebody got that raspberry Berliner. Somebody got something else. And, and I tried all four of the beers, and I was like, to be honest with you, all of them are great. Like, yeah. they, they did the raspberry Berliner great. They did – I mean, they did it all justice – Obviously, German chocolate cupcake stout was what I had, and I was like, "Done." I mean, that's like, <laughs> if there, there if go. there is like, if there's like a perfect beer for them, I think that's like the one. Like that's the one that I feel like people know them for. Um, that's probably their most famous uh, mainstreamish kind of beer that sure, they put yeah, out yeah. Um, that people really know, and it is rightfully deserved. That is a fantastic beer. Um, yeah. But they've put out so many other ones, and that's like they've offshot that beer into so many different things. And they just—I mean—they just—they blow you away. But the, but I guess what I'm trying to say is that they're not one-dimensional. They have other stuff that they do extremely well as well. Yep, yeah. They uh, we'll we'll talk about Angry Chair uh before this again before this episode ends. If you're listening, Angry Chair, we'd love to come do an episode with you in case you didn't hear well, in our excitement in our voices. <laughs> you're beating me to it, Jeff. Come on now. Uh, so what's what's kind of happened for you, you know, on a personal level in 2018 for craft beer that you know maybe was different from years past, or maybe envisioned your your palate or outside yeah. of Wizard. We all know we you don't Wizard. Need to tell us about Wizard, Wizard, totally Wizard. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Not just Wizard, but it, with the Wizard, with Wizard, what came was uh, like I talked about earlier that that Belgian style rebirth, that kind of um, openness to the Belgian style, which. I have always said, and I will maintain that I can drink any style of beer. I actually enjoy almost every style of beer. There is only one style that I've actually forgiven Berliner Weisses. I've forgiven them for their cheesiness, and I have actually been able to drink Berliners as well. Um, but the Belgian styles are not the only ones. I will say that wheat beers, for whatever reason, all wheat beers have become a bigger thing in my palate lately. Um, instead of craving where I would have normally gone to something like a light lager or some kind of a pale ale of some, you know, 
on a on a hot day or something like that. I've actually been craving wheat beers, which is nothing that I never would have done before. Um, but the other thing that has been a huge, huge kind of surprise for me is that I've actually been more into IPAs. Um, Interesting. They're not. They're still not. How do I put this? If I go to a brewery and there's 20 beers on tap, they're probably still towards the bottom five beers that I'm going to put in a flight. Right. But if there's 20 beers on tap and they have seven IPAs and then they have the rest are random different styles, I'll probably buy a full flight of just IPAs because I feel like IPAs, they're like kind of a misery loves company situation where like, if you're going to drink an IPA, you have to continue drinking IPAs. Okay. So like that to me in my palate. So like, it's kind of the same. I don't know. It's like, if you're going to drink whiskey, like, okay, tonight I'm drinking whiskey. Like, I feel like you have to make that decision with IPAs that if you're going to drink IPAs, you're, you're sticking with IPAs. And that's not bad because I actually enjoy the way they taste now. But the reason I never got into them was because I couldn't bounce back and forth from a lager to an IPA to a, porter to a cider to a whatever where like i can with all those other styles of beer i can go from like a cider to a stout to a you know belgian to a white wheat to and none of it messes my palate up yeah but like an ipa that lingering bitterness and that kind of musty whatever taste sticks in your mouth and i feel like if you're drinking ipas you just have to keep drinking them but i guess the 2018 new jeff kind of palate i've been into it a little bit I'm okay with drinking IPAs for a night and I still won't. It never will be my nightcap. It's just not that style of beer. It's never going to be, you know, I, I, if I want one beer, it's probably not what I'm reaching for. But if, if I'm drinking for the night, an IPA night is not a bad thing. And that's definitely new for me. Um, but I like it. That's crazy. I would have, I would have never guessed it was, you know, IPAs work like that for you. It's yeah, it's definitely, it, I mean, like, like I said, it's definitely a palate wrecker. Um, ironically, cause I know there's an IPA named palate wrecker. It, it is a palate wrecker. Uh, hops tend to linger on your palate a lot longer than any other ingredient in beer does, at least for me. Yep. So there's no way to kind of cleanse your palate after that and then go into something with malt. But if you drink a good IPA, you can drink good IPAs, and I can keep drinking IPAs as long as they're made well and there's something I like. Yeah, I can drink them. I drink them all night, and I've had oh, a yeah. lot of nights where this year where I've enjoyed some really good IPAs, and especially like we were talking about when I got back from Vancouver and Seattle, uh, the Pacific Northwest is a game changer for IPA drinkers, and the things that you can get out there on just like a local small scale level where you're thinking like. Oh, bullshit brewery from down the street. Yeah, I'm sure they have great IPAs. Well, if you put that same brewery and that exact same beer in Florida, it'd be the best IPA in the state. Oh, shit. So, shots fired. I mean, I'm just saying, and we've talked about for years that Florida IPAs to me are a joke. Um, and, and the fact that uh, High Lie is the best IPA in the state, quote unquote, is a big, big joke because, like, if you put High Lie on the West Coast, uh <laughs> no not gonna no, work out no i mean just not not even not even not not even not gonna compare like it's not even gonna be relevant like it's gonna disappear um highlights highlights an east coast ipa with like it's like a west coast 
style-y kind of East Coast IPA. Right. And the only reason that it caught on is because it was here before IPAs were. And and people like Cigar City. And so, like, it, it stuck. I mean, that's that's basically it. It's, like, rated, like, 98 or something out of IPAs in Florida. And I had I had 13 IPAs from small breweries in Seattle and Vancouver that you never heard of that are all better. Um, How do I like it just, anymore either? It's just – it was wild. I mean, there was – I, I don't think I had like two IPAs out there that I didn't care for out of the, and I, I, mean, I mean, you know where all the hops are coming from, you yeah. know, <laughs> they're all coming from the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. They know, I mean, they, they, their beers are, they're IPA focused. They have a lot of fantastic ones and they even do new England style or East coast style IPAs. They do them better than the East coast does. Um, it's just it coming back from that trip. I had a whole new appreciation for IPAs. I really thought they were great. And, and I'm, uh, if I go out to Seattle or Vancouver anytime again soon or anywhere over on the West Coast, IPAs are what you drink, man. Do it because you're going to be you're going to be impressed. All right, point taken. That's cool, man. Yeah, you, you had a, you had a, a, quite a good trip. <clears throat> uh, I did. That Seattle, was a, Buffalo. yeah, that was a fantastic trip. Actually, Buffalo, well, not Buffalo, but uh, New York first, and then yeah, Vancouver and Seattle, and um. Just to go, yeah, we we went out drinking in New York too, and then and got the local beers up there, and that's of course. I mean, I've been up there a couple of times, and I brought you some New York beers back. They oh, have yeah. their own little style too, um, but yeah, going over to the West Coast and drinking local beer there—it's a whole new game. Oh yeah, now that you, I just remembered, you had that IPA from Southern Tier that you love so much. You were blowing up my phone about it. Remember, you sent me, dude. A picture. Yes, so that's part of a series. That's part of a series of IPAs. Oh my yeah. god, what what was that beer? It was I think I thought it's the uh we're all going to be quiet here. Well, let's go to the next subject. I'll figure it out while we go. So, but yeah, so um it was paradox yeah. of something. Paradox oh shit, yeah. It's um anyway. So like we said 2018s was is our was our biggest year in, in a lot of different ways and super lucky and super happy that we've gotten so much feedback from everybody, uh, you know, friends, strangers, strangers that became friends, um, you know, our buddy Preston from the Beer Chasers, Bayboro Brewing, Bayboro. to uh, JBF, rocked one of our shirts, our Quality Over Everything shirt, and got a shit ton of compliments, he was telling me, and he actually took a picture with John, the head brewer for Lauderdale, remember, we interviewed John. Oh, yes, John's so awesome. Yeah. And he recognized the back of Preston's shirt that has our logo on it. He recognized it and says, Hey, I love that podcast. That's so and they cool. talked and they actually got a picture with each other. And it was, John's like, Yeah, Preston's that's like, what I knew I made it when I was on that show. Preston's <laughs> like, Yeah, man, I, I've been on that podcast. And then John's like, Yeah, man, I've been on that podcast. Wow, John's beard got long. Yeah. I'm showing Jeff a picture of. That's so funny. Hopefully it's it's not too blurry. That's so great. Hey, John, thanks for being on the show and supporting us, man. We appreciate it. Preston, yeah. thank you too. But you know, we love you. But when yeah, Baber we'll op- when Baber opens, we'll be over there. Oh, dude, day one. Um, I can't find that. Do you find the picture of the can I sent you? Yeah. Uh, maybe give me a. Did I send you a picture? Yeah, you sent me a picture of the okay. can. Then I'll find it. Um, I have so many I, pictures on my phone. Most are pretty. Oh, here it is. I found it. Uh, Southern Tears Paradox of the Powerful Double IPA. Yeah, so that's part of a series, right? What a fantastic IPA! 
And you said, quote, best IPA I've ever had. It was super good. That was also, I have to say, though, in, in my defense, not that I'm not, I don't have to defend that decision. Drink that beer. It's really good. But <laughs> in my defense, that was before I went to the West Coast. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. But I actually do stand by that rating that that is one of the better beers I've ever drank. Paradox of the Powerful by Southern Tier. Yeah. But yeah, they have, so they have, it's like one IPA. I think they have four different treatments of it. Uh, one's like a guava one. One's, they have all these different treatments, but they're, uh, but the one I had, Paradox of the Powerful, is so good. Like I opened that can and immediately was just like, I can't believe how good this beer is. Yeah. I was, I was driving to my parents. I think it was right at Thanksgiving. Driving my parents Probably. out to Lakeland and my phone. It was, I think like, we went there the, shit, dude. <laughs> I think we went there the day after Thanksgiving. No, we went there the day before. I think it was before. For Thanksgiving. Yeah. It was the day before. Yeah. That's Holy right. Shit, dude. That's right in Cassie's hometown. That's like 20 minutes from where she grew up. Yeah. But yeah, that's, yeah. That, God, you said IPAs. I'm like, oh shit! It just it dawned on me that that beer uh, from last month. So mm-hmm. I think it's time to announce what we have planned for 2019. That's 2019 is rolling around the corner. Before we know it, the new year is going to happen. New year, new me. Same old fucking podcast. <laughs> so no new me. No same new me. me. Yeah, same me, same show. <laughs> Um, we, we put in such a focus to, for, so the, I'll go first and kind of, and kind of open the gates here. Um, we put such a focus in South Florida last year, year, year and a half. I definitely want to expand, uh, in terms of brewery interviews and, and, and meeting and developing relationships, still maintain the ones in South Florida. Uh, you guys are all amazing. Thank you so much for listening and supporting us. We haven't forgotten about you guys, but like all businesses, we must grow and expand. So. A priority for me would be to grow into the Tampa market and to set up three brewery interviews with the following three breweries, none of which are confirmed. Am I breaking up? No. No. I'm just guessing. Oh, thumbs up. So brewery number one, there's been no communication with it. This is just a soft. But they're going to listen to the show because, of course, they're fans. Uh, wait, you guys are cool with Sam Caljoni? Yeah, you can come in. Uh, angry chair. Angry chair. Heard. He's kind of breaking up, so I said angry chair, and angry I'm chair. trying to read his lips. Got it. Angry chair. Cycle. Cycle. And arcane. Okay. Arcane. Arcane sours are phenom. Okay. That so would be cool. Favorite. That's unique. That's different. I dig it. Any other any other targets of opportunity on that trip? If we get anybody else around that wants to have us, we'll definitely make that trip very worthwhile. Right. Uh, or we could go into two trips and maybe you know include our friends over at Rap as well because you know yeah. I'd love to have a day over there. <laughs> they're only they're only twenty minutes away from each other, so we could to, to Rap. For yeah. Sure, so just that's, head just head north until you find them. That's a priority of mine going into twenty nineteen, which is right around the corner. Is expand to Tampa. Talk about Tampa all the time. Get some friends. Second priority, probably the only other priority. <laughs> Jayville is close. Yeah, all right, all right. I said third priority is Jayville. Jacksonville. Okay. We should go to Jacksonville. The second priority, actually, I am. I dude, I think we need another homebrew fest. Oh, dude, I think we need it. 
Okay, listen. And listen. hold on. I think we need a quality over everything fest too. Listen. I am more than down. More than down. I know you have a brewery uh, that would be we are very willing to uh host such an event, I'm sure. Uh I am uh, <laughs> I'd love to host another one of those events. I really would. We'll have to we'll have to discuss off camera on uh on the logistics of such a thing on a year where I'm planning my wedding. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. But maybe maybe we can make it work. Yeah. Don't worry, man. We'll, we'll make it happen. <laughs> I'm I haven't stopped smiling since he brought home Brewfest back up. Because uh, that was, that's honestly like if that's like the crown jewel of my of my business accomplishments when I was with World of Beer, that's like one of my things I'm most proud of was was being a part of that event and uh, just how fucking awesome it was. It went so well. Yeah, I mean, crazy, it went it went so well, and everybody, um, the only people that didn't enjoy it were the idiots who saw the poster for three months and didn't buy a ticket till they got there. And I was like, sorry, man, it's sold out. And they were like, well, fuck you. And I'm like, well, well, fuck me. I'm the one who gave you three months notice and online tickets. Yeah. Like, what, <laughs> what do you want me to do? Like, I'm, I'm sorry. We can only accommodate so many people. That was the coolest thing. There's things we'd have to tweak for sure. Unfortunately, I think there's just voting rules and regulations and things we'd have to tweak just to make it a little more uh, democratic and fair. But yeah. I, I do think that overall, for a first attempt, uh, the fact that everybody just had an amazing time, yeah. the beers, the beer, the luckiest shit ever. I mean, just hitting the lottery, all the beers were fucking good. Yeah, every single one. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're like sitting here going, you know, you open it up to homebrewers and people just hobbyists and stuff. I was kind of halfway expecting like, you know, 50% or even more of the beers to be average. Yeah. Well, they were all good, stupid good. Like making it to the to be honest with you, like keep finishing in the top three of that competition was like that. I think that meant something. Like those beers, the competition, that white stout that was Chris Chris brewed that white stout. Chris, who was one of our co-hosts for a while, Chris's white stout was phenomenal. Derek and Alki's Kona coffee uh, was a porter or stout quarter um that they've they've brewed that for a while i've had that before from them but that's uh, i mean they're neither of them are brewery owners they're definitely home brewers but they that beer is so good that that also placed um the i the session ipa that won it all was real good as well there was a handful of just good stouts and different things toll road i believe brought a sour if i'm not mistaken or deviant wolf one of the two of them had a good sour you know, County brought their mo- margarita goza. The margarita goza. God, that was yeah. so good. Uh, but other than Ooh. that, that's it for me for for goals in 2019. Jeff, what are your what are your goals? What are you looking for in 2019? Um, very similarly to you, the show as far as the show goes professionally for us, I, I'm just looking upwards, outwards, expanding our viewership, expanding our reach, but not necessarily more episodes more anything um continue on the same path we're doing i i truly believe our best content our best you know what we do best is is the brewery episodes 
uh, meeting people, creating relationships and getting people who really love beer and putting what they do on display. And I think that's really where we shine and where our role is best appreciated. Um, opening up that Tampa market will be just a phenomenal, phenomenal idea for us uh, as well as for those breweries over there that, um, you know, that are smaller, that are in such a saturated market in a market that always has the shadow of Cigar City or Cycle uh, or whoever else over there hanging over your head, um, maybe giving some other breweries a chance to poke their head out and break through that shadow and, and give them a platform to talk about the, what they do well. Um, really, for me, that's what it's all about. We don't we don't get paid for these brewery interviews. So, you know, I, I like just giving people a chance to shine um, and really give give the viewers um, good advice on where to go, you know, direct them into a place that we believe in. Uh, that's all I really, that's why we do it. Um, I want to do, I want to do Jacksonville. I think that's a good, a great market to get into. Uh, we have done literally nothing there yet. At least in Tampa, we've been there a time or two. We actually know all the breweries pretty well. Like Jacksonville is completely new frontier for us. Yeah. I really want to get down or up there and, and try that out and, and really set some good stuff up over there. There's some fantastic breweries in that market. So uh, that is something I'd love to do. Uh, other than that, I've really got a, a wedding in October uh, that I'm probably going to take up a lot of my vacation time and a lot of my uh, extra time planning and and making that happen so uh and you have a wedding in october that you have to go to so <laughs> so yeah so that's uh that's where a lot of my not my wedding <laughs> not not professionally at least that's not professionally that's a that's more personal but yeah so i've got you know i've got that um that i have to focus on as well so uh working it all in is going to be a busy busy year but i'm always i'm always trying to keep busy yeah so it'll uh, work out great, but I'm looking forward to it, man. It's been, I, I'll tell you, uh, 2017 was a good year. 2018 was a little bit better. I can't imagine that 2019 is not going to continue to grow. Um, I, I'm just really, I'm, I, I feel like my life is on a, a trajectory that I'm really happy with. And uh, I think the show is on a trajectory that I'm happy with. And we just, it's just going good. So, you know, knock on wood, let's hope it continues. But uh, yeah. I'm really happy with everything, how it's going. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I can't complain at all with the show at all. Not a t- tidbit. I think I think we're we're upward and and onward, you know. And with everything we got going on, despite our busy lives, your your wedding and your business, and what I have going on in my life, I think you know the fact that we still make time to do this show. You know, maybe not as often as preferred, but you know, we still make time to do this show. We, we still put it all in, and, and you know, the the what the feedback we get's been nothing. Nothing but positive, and man, 2018 really kicked ass. It really hey, did. Fucking, didn't you go to Cuba this year? No, nah, wait, no, that was last year. Last year? No, wait, no, you went this year. That was dude. July, dude. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. It was last year. Was it not? Shit. Yeah, this year was uh, Savannah. Oh. Okay. For the anniversary, because that's where I got engaged. So I really should have known that. That's uh, we won't tell her. <laughs> she's on the couch. Shit, she she's she's right over there. <laughs> <laughs> she's, 
shit. No, uh, we, yeah, we went to Savannah. That was where I got engaged. Savannah, top of the rooftop of the Grand Bohemian, overlooking the river, bridge in the background, in the middle of a fucking nightclub. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I guess that that's going to wrap up this episode and this year of 2018 content from At The Bar Podcast. Man, it's been a great year and so happy and, and, and that it's now ending so we can start – a new, bigger, and better chapter going into 2019. Uh, man, I got so many people to thank. Uh, Jeff being the most important person to thank for just your time. And, and Thanks, man. You know, wanting to be there and participate, putting your all in, even when you may not be able to have time or you have other shit going on to, you know, sit down with me. Uh, <laughs> it's or, it's know, been, yeah, the last few week. months have been nuts. But, yeah, we're going to make it work. But uh, so you're, I enjoy you're the it. First I, I want to thank for for everything in 2018, uh, Cassie as well, um, and then Derek, who, our photographer, who's who's come down a couple a lot. To, yes, to uh, Derek, Dirty D, and Preston. Man, those are you guys are the crew. Uh, uh, you know, just thank you guys for a great year and, and everything you've done, and not having to ha- not asking for anything. You guys don't ask for anything, so thank you guys on a on a personal and professional level that's it end it that way there we go you're welcome everybody but, i mean uh, thank you and you're welcome <laughs> whatever whatever he said whatever so so the, for the last time in 2018 uh i am mike that is jeff feel free to visit us on all social media platforms or hit up our website at the bar for everything mike and jeff Shirts, episodes, all free. Not the shirts are not free. Episodes are free to listen to. Shirts are twenty four ninety nine, unless they're on sale, which would be posted on all uh, social media platforms. But at the com for everything us, and for the last time in twenty eighteen, we'll see you guys at the bar. See ya. See ya.